Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Titans of Customer Engagement podcast. Today, we're joined by Allison Fashing, a Customer Solutions Director at Koros. Allison has a really unique perspective on customer engagement. She was in charge of constructing and maintaining it at one of the largest telcos on the planet, and for the past few years has been advising Koros customers on how they can think about their customer engagement. We thought it would be really interesting to get her perspective on the most important lessons that she has learned. Just as important, she lives just outside of Kansas City, one of the best barbecue cities in the world. So before we get into it in earnest, Allison, I'm going to ask you the easiest question today. What's the best barbecue spot in Kansas City? Uh, That's a really tough question because it all (laughs) kind of depends on what day of the week it is. My favorite is Jack Sack. But if I'm going to cook barbecue at home, I'm always I always buy Casey Masterpiece uh, barbecue sauce. So I really like doing it at home. But if I'm going to go out, it's definitely going to be Jack Stack. Jack Stack noted. Okay, next time I'm in Kansas City, Jack Stack it is. (laughs) Excellent. Well, with that, Allison, could you tell us a little bit about the path that you've taken into your current role? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll start quickly back at the beginning. So like back in 2004, when I was at Sprint, I was part of this really small team that decided to build an online community. I I really didn't know what I was doing. All I knew is what bulletin boards were, right? So um, the first, we actually ended up building the first um, brand owned telco community and it was called Buzzabout Wireless. And from there, it kind of led me into social media. And then after that, I started, you know, I really realized that I wanted a career centered around customer engagement and helping customers. Then over the next few years, I started getting more into technology. I worked with Lithium and Jive to continually prove our online communities. I started working with Koros, um, with social media management. And ultimately, that all really led me to customer engagement strategy because I really wanted to think bigger and think not just how to solve the immediate problem, but how to get ahead of the problem. Um, And then once I began working with the Chorus Technology and my amazing account team, I knew I really wanted to to do more. So I joined Chorus in 2020 as a director with the Customer Solutions Design Center. Also, just a quick note, for those of you who don't know, and John, you can decide to cut this if you would like, (laughs) but John was my community strategist and he was very instrumental in helping me to achieve my goals for Sprint communities, which is exactly why I wanted to join the Coros team and bring my experience to help other Coros customers successfully reach their goals. Well, and it is one of my personal favorite things is the opportunity that we get every once in a while to work with a customer like yourself historically in a new capacity now as a colleague. And I think what's really interesting about the role that you have, and I think it's sort of similar to to some of the stuff that I do as well, you get the benefit of hearing what a huge number of brands are thinking about doing, right? Which gives you this really unique perspective on what's working, what's not working, what are people kind of dipping their toes into? Mm -hmm. So. I'll start very broad. If you had to distill down all of those focus areas for building an effective customer engagement strategy that you've seen work well for some of the organizations you've worked with, do you have things that jump to mind? What would be the components of that strategy? Yeah, I I always think of it as kind of the top five, right? Your customer journey, understanding the technology that you have or you need, your KPIs, like what goals are you trying to achieve? 
um, the value that you're getting out of that. So the business value or your ROI and then change management, which I think is something a lot of people don't think about as well, but making sure that once you have this plan in place, that it's effective across all of your teams. That's really interesting. I think one of the things I always loved about the work that you did at Sprint with respect to customer journey in particular, I think we hear that term a lot. I think it's rarer that people actually think about it holistically. And I think you always did. So could you spend maybe a minute or two talking to us about customer journey? What does it actually mean to you? What is the process by which you think about envisioning what that customer journey might look like? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it, it's customer journey is, is a term I think that's thrown around a lot, but not everyone really stops and thinks about actually, if you were a customer, what are the paths you're going to take to solve a problem, purchase, make a purchase, um, it, it, fix your bill, do, do whatever those things are that you know that your customers are doing. And I think if you begin to take a broader look at actually what your customers are doing with your company instead of just focusing on a single channel or a single spot on your website but looking at the entire customer journey it really starts to bring out some of those issues that you know you have you know what your top call drivers are for your contact center right you know what your top conversation drivers are if you're using chat or social but really putting all that together and hearing it in the voice of the customer. So using tools um, that actually bring you the voice of customer and you're not having to, you know, like make a guess at, you know, kind of how your customers are feeling throughout the process. I think things are very important, M much like our CXI tool, right? Knowing where in the journey your customers are having problems and are they having problems because they're waiting too long for an agent um, or maybe once they get to an agent, the agent isn't providing the best solution. Um, are they bouncing from one channel to another, right? Are they sending you an email and not getting an answer and going to chat and coming to your community, understanding where your customers are falling out and really making sure that you're providing clear instructions. Um, if you do different things in different channels, I know some customers do, but really thinking about how can you serve the customer where they are, no matter what their question is, and be the most efficient. I love that notion of like genuinely placing yourself in the shoes of your customer, right? Because I think we see so many circumstances, particularly yeah. on communities, you look at a structure and you're like, I see the department org chart reflected in every mechanism on this page, yeah. not what a person's looking for. No, the person doesn't care who's answering your question. They're just going there to get their question answered, whether it's in social media or community. And I think a good example is back in the day when we first started out with Twitter, you had, you know, you had brand name that was marketing and then you had brand name support, right? <laughs> so you're like, uh, I just want to be able to go to whatever brand I'm talking to, whether it's Sprint or Koros or whatever brand. I want to be able to go there and ask my question and not have to worry about saying, oh, sorry, we can't help you in this channel. So you have to go to another channel. I even see that still happening today with some of the biggest brands, right? I should not have to try to figure out where to go to get a question <laughs> answered. I should just be able to go to the brand and say, I have a question and then use that technology it, it, technology being one of those top five, making sure that the technology like the customer, the, 
brand's responsibility to the customer is making sure that the technology and the back end is all working together. If you have chat and social and voice and email and you've got them all over the place and there's no central way for you to kind of understand all of that information and how each channel is handling it, I think that really it does a disservice to your customer, right? Because the customer doesn't care what problems you have in the back end. They just come there to get their question answered. And you should be able from the first time the customer types in whatever their question is, you should have technology that can route them to the right person and the right team, or even better, serve them up self-service solutions, right? So thinking about that technology, making sure you know your customer Here's another big one for me, single sign-on, right? So mm. a lot of customers struggle with getting single sign-on and connecting to their CRMs. It's big technology. It's really hard to connect. It does take a lot of time and effort, and you have to really think it through. But if you think that through, then no matter where your customer comes throughout their journey, if you know who they are, you could serve them so much better and it becomes almost a personalized experience. Your agent should know who your customer and everything about your customer. If they've called in before, you know, you should be able to tell if it's a billing issue and you know that you have an outage on your website or if it's an electrical issue and you know you have an outage in the field, right? You should be able to know all these things about your customers immediately. And to me, that's really key to having that perfect customer journey and perfect customer experience. I really like the framing that you've provided here, even in the sense that like technology is a byproduct of the journey that you are looking to empower and facilitate. I think so often yeah. that's approached in the reverse order, right? I have these tools. What do I do with them to fit them into what I'm trying to create? And the way right. you sort of described it, tell me if I'm misinterpreting, is is the technology almost becomes an invisible layer behind the scenes, right? Is It is the process by which you are delivering something Absolutely. to the customer. Absolutely. You should, you, yeah, the customer should not have to, uh, another question I hear a lot from, from our customers and even, you know, other companies, people that I know that work at other co companies is like, which channel should I add? I'm like... <laughs> It depends, right? Where are your customers? Thinking about where your customers are and serving them wherever they are and wherever they need to be served. And even if you don't have every channel out there, Google finds everything, right? And if you do your <laughs> set your SEO up right, if you get all of your, you know, your if you're using Google Business Messages or you know Google Business Manager, any of those tools, right? For Google, if you're aligning that with your search. Your customers don't have to go find you. They just type in the search bar and up you pop and they should be able to engage with you right there. Yeah, I love that. I mean, anything that makes it just painfully easy <laughs> for a customer yes. is worthwhile. And, and so you've, I think you've touched on two of your top five around customer journey, mm -hmm. around the technology. I'm interested in then how you think business value and ROI kind of falls out of those. Is it a focus where first you are focused primarily on what is the experience and the journey I want to create for my customer? And then what are the benefits that we are seeing as an organization? I, I do. I think, I think you have to like, to me, business value and KPIs kind of go together, right? Mm -hmm. So before you try to figure out what value you're getting from a tool, right? Or before you try to figure out what KPI you need that tool to deliver, what's your high level top of the business funnel, right? 
what or what are your strategies, right? What are your goals there? Are you trying to grow membership, retain customers, um, stop churn, uh, acquire new customers, you know, sales? What are your top drivers that make your company successful? And then start building out then, okay, if I want to reach these goals, then how do I get there, right? Okay, I know that I need to, I need call deflection, right? So if it's mm-hmm. costing you a lot to maintain your call center, I know I hear call deflection from a lot of people, but what does that ultimately tie to at the top? Is it churn? Is it, you know, retention? Is it, what are those big level goals? If you start kind of mapping all that stuff together, it starts to, give you the view of what business value you should really be looking for. So when you go to look for, if call deflection is one of those things and you go to look for a tool, then you want to look for a tool that brings you that business value. If it's customer satisfaction, having a really streamlined system, right? In the back end to where the customer really doesn't know anything about your technology. They're just easy. (laughs) They can get to you very easily. That's what increases customer satisfaction. Having the right answers, having your agents, happy agents, right? Make happy customers. If agents can find the answers and customers can get the answers, then everything's gonna be your customer satisfaction and your MPS or whatever your score is you're looking for, right? All those things are going to turn positive because you're making it easy for the customer to get an answer and they don't have to sit in a chat bubble for 20 minutes. (laughs) waiting for you to go look up the answer. (laughs) Yeah, And the thing that I really like about the framing you provided for business values is it like circles back around to the note you made around technology and tools, right? It's like Mm -hmm. you have provided the justification for why do we spend the effort to do some of these complex tasks, right? CRM integration, SSO, they're not straightforward if it's the first time that you've done it before. And this helps provide that justification. Yeah, Exactly. Maybe that touches on then the last piece that you mentioned as one of your top five, which is change management. How do we think about the process of actually rolling these things out? I could imagine that we could spend a dedicated handful of hours (laughs) talking about that alone. But when you think about change management, what jumps out to you? So I, I think there's a couple of different ways to think about change management, or I think are the most important things to think about in change management and customer engagement. Number one, right? making sure that when you do implement a new tool, a new process, in any change that you have, that that goes throughout your organization. Often, you know, customer service teams will make a change in their process, but they don't always think about how that impacts the sales team or how it impacts your marketing team, right? And kind of the reverse is there too. Marketing often publishes things as positive, but we all know in today's world, right? Any positive thing you post, somebody has something negative to say about it. So having (laughs) a plan, right? And having that plan go across all of your organization. So it's not a surprise to customer care. If customer care is doing something, it's not a surprise to marketing or to sales. And that kind of leads me to my second point, which is a content strategy, right? You should have a company-wide content strategy and a content calendar and be very organized so you, before you even think about pushing anything out, everybody already knows. It's not this, oh, by the way, we're going to do this. It's let's plan this together. 
because the customer doesn't care what department you're in, right? <laughs> they just want to come and talk to the brand and they don't think of the brand as an individual person. I mean, they do like to, to recognize that they're talking to a specific person, but the brand is the brand and any person speaking for the brand represents that brand and making sure that you have all of that place in place and that plan together really will make all those other things, your KPIs, you know, and all your other customer journeys and all those things will really start to turn more positive because you actually created a plan because you knew a change was coming and it made it a lot more streamlined, not only internally, but for your customer. And that focus around the delineation between internal change management, I think it's critical. I think so many organizations struggle with like, how do we convey to our colleagues what we're going to be doing? What about then the kind of external representation of that? Do you think yes. that there is a lot of value in communicating to customers changes that are pending? Absolutely. I think the worst thing you can do is not tell your customer that a change is coming until right before it happens, right? <laughs> I mean, I get that sometimes, you know, things happen, there's emergencies, you know, tools break down or something happens and you can't always plan for all change, but you should have some sort of contingency plan knowing that if something breaks down, that you have a, a plan in place that you can communicate to your customers. If it's a known change, I mean, if you're going to completely, you know, rehaul your entire online community or your website or your billing system, making sure customers understand that upfront take so much load off of your agents and make your customers so much happy, happier because, I mean, if the customer doesn't know, you're going to have all these questions coming in and your agents are going to be like, okay, this is the 50th time this hour, <laughs> right? That I've answered the question, why can't I look at my online bill, right? Or whatever that question is. So I, I just think it's so important to make sure that you're thinking about all of these things from a customer point of view, no matter what they are. If it's an internal process, there's a chance that it could still have an external impact, right? So companies who really do think about customer first, I think you can see those are the companies that are really going to start even more and more now with so many channels growing and growing and growing and their base is going to grow because they're thinking about the customer first and the customer feels it. It's not like, I'm just going to pretend like I'm going to tell my customer they're first. You, they really, the companies really take an interest in making sure that the customer feels like mm. they're there to serve them. Yeah, it's one of those great items where you spend some time that benefits the customer directly, but it's a circumstance in which you spend eight hours to save yourself 200, right? So you're not answering the same question <laughs> ad infinitum <laughs> on the other side. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Excellent. Well, so we've spun through kind of the top five areas of focus that you have. I have a couple of questions around mm -hmm. some of the cadence that you think about revisiting some of these topics. I want to mm -hmm. circle back to the notion around business value. When you think about a process where someone has constructed a framework, they've communicated to their stakeholders, here are the benefits that we see. Is there a cadence that you have found is ideal for tracking that? Is it monthly, quarterly? What works best? I think it, I think it also depends on what you're tracking. I think things like, you know, if um, I'll just choose handle time, right? So handle time is a big one for a lot of our customers. Um, how quickly can you get to a customer? I think that um, those kinds of day-to-day -day KPIs need to be tracked weekly 
at the at the least weekly with your agents right you should be keeping an eye on that all the time don't wait a month or a quarter to a month or a quarter to go oh well how's my handle time am i getting to my customers (laughs) right away right and the other part of the handle time is not all questions need to be handled in the first Mm. five minutes making sure you've prioritized the questions in the right way that will help you to get more business value out of what your agents are doing because you're getting to the most important questions for your customers, increasing your CSAT, right? Increasing your agent efficiency. Those things I think are very important. If you're a manager of a call center team or a contact center team, social media team, you should be watching those KPIs minimum weekly. Now, if you're a you know, if you're looking for, you know, if you're the executive, then you should absolutely expect that your teams are keeping an eye on that and you don't get it surprised <laughs> in your monthly or quarterly review, yeah. right? Making sure your executives are aware if there is an issue or anything will only help build confidence for you and get you when, when it's time to upgrade something or get some new technology. If your executive has that trust that you built with him and they have the confidence that you know what you're doing, then they're more, more than likely to, you know, be like, okay, yeah, I understand this makes sense. I do see why we need this new technology. I kind of went around in a circle on that one. (laughs) No, no, not at all. Like I I think it is an extremely good point to make sure that you are keeping an eye on these measures, even if you're not reporting them daily, that you've got your finger on the pulse, right? The worst thing possible is to look like you've been caught unaware, (laughs) right? That that someone else found an issue that you should have been aware of. Yeah, I I was in that situation at, at one point where I was not unaware, but Nobody read the reports that I was sending up. And so my VP was unaware and it was literally a, you know, everybody in the room turns to look at me and I'm like, "Uh, it's in your inbox, (laughs) you know? So making sure that, you know, builds confidence. And, And from, you know, from that point, my VP did have confidence in me. And so he understood that, okay, I see now why we're, we're hitting this low CFAT and this is what we need to do to fix it. And it was easier for me to go in and say, yeah, what we really need to do is bring on some new technology and make this a more streamlined process for our agents and our customers. And that maybe veers into one of the other topics I was really keen on talking to you about is, is for my money, at least, you were one of the first customers that I had worked with that spent a lot of time really thinking about what does a community experience supplemented with a social media care experience actually look like? And it feels like everyone else is starting to catch up to where you were at a couple of years (laughs) backwards. But what prompted that thinking from your perspective? Well, um, when we first launched the community, right, it, it was like literally no advertisement. And back in 2004, didn't I don't even think we put a link anywhere on any website <laughs> and we immediately had 3000 people. And from there, it just kept growing and growing and growing. And there was no advertisement. I don't think that we had any marketing advertisement for the first probably three to four years, did we even have any links wow. to community from anywhere? And we had, let's see, even before we even started advertising, we were getting like a million visits a month, right? Incredible. And so you, you have a handful of people trying to answer all these questions. They didn't really have access to the billing systems. You know, customers were starting to come, not just about technology, because originally we thought, oh, hey, we'll just put this up here and talk about all the cool technology and the phones and stuff like that. 
But we quickly realized, you know, customers needed help and we didn't want to constantly say, sorry, you have to go to the phone. So um, I worked with several people on my team, um, one of them actually being Ryan Studer, who's our VP here of product. Of product. Um, we worked together back in the day at Sprint and he was on the care side and he helped us bring all of this stuff together and all of these KPIs and metrics. And what we did was we, we took a handful of select people. We actually went to the call centers and we said, here's the program we want to do. Raise your hand if you're interested. And there were like 20 people immediately that wanted to do it. So <laughs> we had to kind of narrow that down. And so we chose kind of a five pilot team and they were some of the most popular people because they didn't just answer your billing question and take you privately. They actually spoke to you like people and they started interacting with customers and being themselves, right? Um, they would post content that wasn't just related to work. They posted content about maybe it was their favorite phone or a picture they took on their phone or just having conversations with customers. It was a very thriving community. And I think that it's so important to make sure that your care teams who do answer all those billing questions and have all that access to all the data is very involved in your community we, of course, you know, ended up bringing on um, the social media management tool, the care tool for Coros. By doing that, we are now able to filter all of our community content, all of our social media content, messaging, chat, all this content together in a single system. What you quickly realize is that you don't need to every single person who talks to a customer doesn't have to have all the answers. You should be able to understand the customer question and route them to that skilled base team, right? I'm a billing expert team. I'm a tier two technical team, right? You should be able to understand that right away, route those over. So the customer doesn't have to talk to this person and talk to that person and talk to this person, making sure that all of your channels are working well together for the customer and the conversation type. I think is really key. And, and that's kind of, that's where this led me, right? Was that first yeah. integration with care and community to realize that, hey, we've got an opportunity here to help our customers when they come to us instead of them trying to find how to find help online or constantly having to call. Yeah, I mean, that notion of, of there should not be an inequality of, of efficiency of getting an answer depending on where you happen to land, I think is, is so critical. And again, I think y'all were ahead of the curve back when you were at Sprint. And so it's, it's cool to see a lot of other organizations kind of catching up there. Let me pivot to uh, maybe this says more about my personality than it should. I'm always interested in like the flip of the scenario that we've talked about so far. You've kind of laid out like here are the five things I think make for a really effective strategy. Is there something that you think of as these are the things to avoid? <laughs> these are the markers of a strategy that is maybe falling off the tracks. Yeah, I, I do see a lot of times that customers will create a strategy thinking about the channel that they're in, right? Mm. I have a social strategy. I have a community strategy. I have a, a, a voice strategy, right? And separating all of those things and only thinking about strategy for one specific department or one specific channel is what really does your whole company a disservice. And the other thing is that creating a plan is not a strategy. <laughs> That's one of the things that I 
often hear, I have a strategy and the strategy is just a plan to go lay out, you know, some different projects, right? Strategy means different things to different people, right? And in different industries and, and different walks of life, military strategy, right? There's strategy just means different things to different people. And I think understanding that there are different levels of strategy, starting at the top, right? If you're building a strategy for your online community, then it should be feeding directly into your high level business strategy. So you're helping the business reach their goals, not just adding new visits, right? So if maybe your strategy is to increase visits, well, great, you're increasing visits, but what value are you getting out of that? And what value is the company going to get out of that? Do you have a plan to take those visits and turn them into some sort of value? Increase membership, uh, retention, acquisition, uh, community, you and I both know community used to just be peer peer talking, you know, like, oh, hey, let's go talk to another customer or a friend or whatever in a community. It's everything now. And, and companies have to be prepared to answer sales questions and provide product information and assist customers to finding, you know, the right answers and the right tools and the right reviews and all those things. Community isn't just um, talking to customer to customer. Now, it the brand has to be fully involved in that community in order to make it successful. And everything has to line up to that higher level business community or strategy. Absolutely. And and I will say, I think you need to trademark the a plan is not a strategy because I plan on stealing that <laughs> phrase immediately after we are done here today. <laughs> go, go right ahead. I wish more people would steal it. <laughs> so we like to kind of close out a lot of these conversations with an understanding of what would you recommend folks go do next? If some of the things that you've talked about here today kind of strike their interest, what's a good first step for someone to take? Yeah. And I think, you know, recognizing number one, recognizing that you, you know, you can do things from the bottom up, right? I have an issue. I'm going to fix it. And then I have another issue. I'm going to fix it. And I'm going to add this thing and add that thing. But I think, companies, more and more of our customers I know are starting to think about things in a bigger picture. And one thing that, you know, we can do here at Coros, we have the ability to kind of do that first assessment for you of all five of these things. We can go in, we can do an assessment, we can take, you know, some, you may already have a customer journey map. Great. Bring that to the table. You may already know what all your technologies are. You may know your fallout. You may know all of the answers to these things. But bringing it to your course team really helps us to make sure that we're providing you with the right recommendations and the right solutions so you are you are able to reach that business value and get your ROI and above all, get your customer journey in line and your customer engagement strategy together so customers, you know, customer first, right? That's that's my other thing. Always think about customer first because if you if you don't and you're just thinking about where to make my next buck, your company's not going to last very long. <laughs> Absolutely. So I love that. The build backwards from what the customer is, is looking for and how you can best facilitate that. Well, Allison, thank you so much for your time today. It is hugely appreciated. And thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. Thanks, John. Thanks for spending time with us today on Titans of Customer Engagement, a customer experience podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, leave us a review, and spread the word. Your feedback means a lot to us. Continue the conversation on Koros Atlas at community.koros.com. Until next time.
the CX world is now digital first. It's what customers expect and Koros can help. Koros is an award-winning customer engagement platform built to turn those siloed interactions with your customer into enterprise value. You can harness the power of human connection across the customer experience from outbound marketing, social, messaging, chat and SMS to owned and digital communities. Customer engagement means staying always connected. Find out how customer-first software and services can make you a titan of customer engagement at Koros.com.